Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Kowal. Well, here we are. Hawk Talk episode 51. It's been a couple weeks since we put one out. Uh, it's how the summer rolls, I know. So, sorry, fans. Sometimes it's hard to get people. Sometimes it's hard that Gary and I aren't always here at the same exact time. But we had a great guest today, and uh, we're not, we're not going to make him wait around because uh, he's got a lot of things to do before he wraps up his tenure here at Monmouth University. But we are more than excited to be joined by um, outgoing director of athletics, uh, Mr. Jeff Stapleton. And Jeff, thank you for, I, I know the last few days are going to be kind of crazy. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but we appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's very nice to have me on, uh, Greg and Gary. Thank you. I look forward to this. I'd love to wrap up the career. I mean, what with better you two guys? Yeah, I mean, what better way to wrap it up? To be to be honest, if I would have said to you on your first day that during your last week you'll be doing a podcast, would you have any 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 idea what that meant? <laughs> no, <laughs> not so ever. I don't even know what a podcast is now. <laughs> well, uh, listen, we know that that. We, there are some fans in the Stapleton family of the podcast. I know that that somebody listens to it out there, and I'm not because uh, just great fans over there in uh, in your in your household. They love everything you two do, <laughs> and they they respond in social media. They they, they are love great. It. They sure do. They are the great on social love media. It. Sure do. And we love them. Uh, so. Bittersweet. Uh, this is your your last week of work here at Monmouth after 33 years, which is just amazing. Um, and, and we're not going to keep this really long because we just wanted to give you an opportunity and, and give us an opportunity to kind of talk and say thank you for, for everything you've done for this place and everything you've done for, I know, Gary and myself and our careers. But, uh, you know, pe- <laughs> Gary and I are in the media business, so... We get a lot of, um, I don't know, we get a lot of weird requests from people. And, and a lot of times people are just total throwing out things, I think, to see if like we'll respond to them. Uh, and it happens a lot with basketball, happens a lot with football. But uh, there were uh, all these crazy things being thrown out. Oh, is Jeff being forced out? Uh, is Jeff do this? Jeff? And, I, and I had to tell each and every single one of them, like, no. Uh, he just, it was just time. So can you clear the air and tell everybody that it was just, it was just time for you to, I mean, people don't understand what a grind this job is. It it is just time. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Nobody is forcing me out at all. I've loved this place. It's been great for me and my family. I could not have asked for a better place to work for 33 years. And uh, President Leahy, uh, Gina Piscatelli, the chair of the board of trustees, everyone on the board has nothing been has been nothing but supportive, and they are just tremendous people and stewards of this of this great university. So, yeah, it, it is my doing, and uh, I just think it's uh, time for another chapter, as everyone says. But it is it's it's this is a tough job. Uh, I know what the job is. I love the job, but I know what the job needs and takes. And it's a 24-7 type of job, you know, and it's a great job. But 33 years of it, it's uh, I'm going to be 65 in November. Um, I've had a great run. I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And uh, I'm just I'm happy to see, you know, and I'm excited to see where Mammoth goes in the next 30, 30 years. This might be a different answer in three or six months or a year, but what do you foresee um, yourself missing the most about about this? Is it is it um, you know w- whatever it is? I'd leave the floor to you. But what what do you think you'll end up missing the most? Oh, it's 
without a doubt. It's just it's the games and watching uh, all the student athletes perform and compete and uh, watching the joy of that and watching you know watching the joy of their parents when the kids you know when they win and and the disappointment that everybody is you know when you lose but how the parents are there for their for their children and uh, and just being able to be with you guys on a you know on a on a day when we're traveling to a game and watching the kids and it, we're excited for the game and we're excited to see the kids win or win a championship or go on to the NCAA tournament or whatever the case that to me is the best part of this job and that's the greatest part like when people say oh you have to work a weekend or Saturday or Sunday and why uh, coming here and watching our kids perform that's that's not work it, it's not I was just going to say like like we talk all the time about nights and weekends and it's definitely a grind what we do and communications and what you did for so many years and it's definitely you know you're here a lot and you're with the same people a lot but those weekends where you're traveling with et cetera sport or at a championship or you have a big football game coming up, like we're juiced up. Like we're excited. We're in the car. We're talking about the game and we're talking about the other team. And it's not like, man, I can't believe we got to drive to Pittsburgh for this football game. It's like, ah, oh, like let's get in the car. Like let's get rolling. Like <laughs> right. can't wait. Like we got a big game this weekend. Like we, and the, the three of us, I think, and a lot of other people along the way, um, in our department and Eddie Acapinti and broadcasters have all shared that kind of with you, Jeff, I think has been a, a constant of like, we're excited to, to be around these kids and be around these programs and hit the road. And I don't think I've ever dreaded being on a, a road trip, you know, especially when our teams are successful and, and have a chance to win. Yeah. It's, it is the best time. I mean, you guys all know we have great time traveling to these games, breaking it down before we get there, how are we going to win, you know, and uh, what the game looks like and what's it going to be forecast. and Breaking down scores on the way home. Yeah, breaking down scores and seeing where we are. And it's all fun. I mean, that's the best part of this of this gig. It really is. And But in that same sense, what we do for our student-athletes here, I've missed a lot of that with my own kids. So, um, you know, I need to be, I need to be present in, in theirs. And I want to do the same, you know, and have that same enjoyment um, when I see my own kids play. And I've missed a lot of games. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most about this next chapter is really being able to, to watch uh, my daughters play basketball, which they all love to do. Yeah, and I think that that's a big part of it. Is is it's one thing to be a time commitment, but uh, your own time. But but it's you're you're also I don't, don't want to say robbing. That's not fair. But you're robbing your family of of your time. So I mean, it totally made sense to me when we talked after you told Jared and I, and uh, it totally made sense to me that that part of the decision making was going to see your three girls play basketball at various levels and and now you don't have to miss anything you know you already uh, you already found ways of making it work whether it was like leaving here and driving up to boston or wherever and then driving down making sure you're back on a saturday for a basketball game when we everybody in this office told you you didn't have to be back for it and we had it under control uh but you still made it back so i i totally understand that and um I give you a lot of credit for even even doing it as long as you did because with my kids getting older, it's definitely something that I've thought about is figuring out ways that I can bend the time to be able to make sure I'm there to watch their stuff while uh, you know still obviously performing your duties as a, as assigned. So, um, so is that so? What goes on? What's going on for the rest of the summer? <laughs> That's is is that just hanging? I'll tell you on like July first. I, I, you know, I haven't even quite honestly really thought much about the next chapter right now. I, I definitely need a, a good month off and think about what's what's next and what could be out there for me. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a kind of a you know I'm looking for a kind of position where I can have some flexibility to be able to drive up to Boston and watch a game uh, midweek and 
and see my daughter play and uh and those are the types of like i i'm i'm definitely done working weekends working nights you know <laughs> so but that's all been great you right. know, i'm not complaining about this job this job was fantastic you know it was a great job i loved it to death and i would yeah you know, i would do it all over again but um yeah, it's just like there's just you feel guilty when you're not here supporting our own kids and our own teams and coaches and everybody. And I always felt guilty if I was away when there was home games on this campus and I was in a at an, in another at another institution watching my kids play. I just felt guilty doing that. So that's why uh that's why it's it's time to do what's right by my daughters and do what's right by Monmouth University, who's been, they've been so good to me. What, um, so you come here 33 years ago, you have seen this place. I mean, it, it's not recognizable, right? No, what it was and, and, and what it is now. Um, obviously you were here when we started football, uh, and we've had a lot of conversations about what that was and wh- what it was supposed to be. And Coach Callahan is funny because he'll tell you that, you know, they had two coaches and they recruited just short conference kids. And But to All fast true. forward, right, and it's only 33 years. I mean, and that's not – it's a lot of time, but it's not a lot of time. You know, we, we go around and we, we travel to all these football and basketball places together and we look at what they have. And, and then you look at the fact that they've sponsored Division One athletics for – 60 70 years so in 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 33 years like what are some of the the biggest contrasts you know obviously it's it's staff size we've added i think we counted the other day how many sports we've added in that time it's like nine or ten sports nine sports and since 90 and they're big like (laughs) right they're like big sports we didn't add you know two golfs and two tennis with you have like 10 kids on those teams you know, we added, gosh, we had, you know. And men's lacrosse. You added, right. You added football, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, field hockey, um, rowing. We just added, they're going to be a team of 40 to 50 um, student athletes soon. Um, but we added, like, our smallest sports we added was uh, women's golf and women's um, women's bowling. And then all the other sports, men's we brought back men's and women's swimming, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just there the numbers on those sports. Right? We we went from two hundred and fifty student athletes to almost six hundred student athletes. <laughs> you wild. know, it's just crazy how and you can't <laughs> I always laugh because when we hired Coach Callahan to start football here, um I I was like, hey, we're start, you know, we're gonna start football and be perfect odds because I knew Kevin from working with him at Colgate, and uh, and he was a friend, and I just I couldn't like lie to him. I'm like, we went out, we looked at the field, and I said, this is it, I, and I don't know if it's gonna be much better. <laughs> there was a little set of stands there that was just like you would thought it was at the tennis. You know, it was like for 200 people. And I said, this <laughs> might be it. Like, I don't know. You know, it's just we're going to start it. And he, and he had a year to get it up to speed. And and Kevin created the whole program. You know, he bought every piece of equipment we had. And, and then we started talking with facilities and what we needed. And it, it took us, you know, back then they cut it took them 4 hours to cut the field 4 <laughs> hours out of the day that's like basically the day yeah, for half those the day. guys just to cut the field what that's the equipment that they had you know like these old slower lawnmowers and i mean they cut a field now in in like 20 30 minutes right you know? but <laughs> right. and they used to take them a week to line the field they painted the, they painted the field and they did a great job yeah look some of those painting. pictures are awesome They're, it's a great but it took them a week to paint the field. One guy painted that whole field by himself. So <laughs> it's just, it's really, wow. it's really amazing. Like, you know, the staffing was so much smaller and all those, those types of things, but it was, um, yeah, it's changed a, a great deal. What, one thing I think we, we obviously in our office of communications, we take care of a lot of history and 
what's gone on here in historical events and records and et cetera. Um, always curious to talk to, to somebody who was here back in when we started football. What do you remember about that first game? Like what, what is your memory when you think back at the first game we hosted? I've seen the video, seen the pictures, stands were packed. Like what do you specifically remember? Well, our first home game that we had, or our first road, like our first game was at Stonehill College. I'm thinking about the first home game, but either yeah, one. The really. first home game was against Sacred Heart, and it was it was crazy. It was packed, and like it was the first game, so you can imagine, you know, just the simple things of parking cars and taking tickets, and we were doing all that with minimum staff, and um, and the place was crazy and the press, you know, like the press box where you guys work out of, you can amaze, <laughs> imagine the mayhem that was going on in there, you know, trying to get the game up and the first game of stat in the game for, you know, and it was just everything, but the excitement was, was just so evident that this, that this was going to be something special for this institution. And, uh, and as we have seen through the years and where we have gone, all the credit in the world goes to Coach Callahan. I mean, I really truly believe he started four different programs in his time here. Uh, he started when we had, you know, non-scholarship. Um, you know, it was more like a Division three program that he started. And then it was it was in this ECAC football league where we played other schools that were division one in all sports, but football, they wanted to play more on a division three model. And that's where we started this. So we went from that, which was a mixture of a lot of the schools in this area to uh, start playing in the Northeast conference when they started football and then going from the Northeast Conference to the Big South, which was a huge jump because the Northeast Conference was still limited scholarships. And then we went into the Big South. And then from the Big South, he's made that jump to the CAA. And they've all been great positive steps. But uh, he's done a tremendous job with that. What, um... Well, we'll get into where you think the future of, of athletics is going, but there's got to be a couple games over all of these uh, years that kind of stick out to you. What what are some of those games that you just remember and uh, that are really special? And I don't care if it's soccer or football or basketball or whatever, but I know there's got to be some things. I know that I have that list. I know Gary has that list, so you've been here double the time I have, so I know you, you've got to have some. Yeah, they're all like, they really are all special uh, in their own way. I mean, the football game, when they won their first game against St. Peter's, way, you know, back in that first year was just special because of all the hard work that goes into it. And to watch the joy of the kids winning that first game on a field goal in the last couple seconds, that was always special, you know. Um Basketball, I mean, like probably the the first when they won that first NCAA bid when they were in Boylan Gym at the time and they beat Ryder at a really close game that was up and down and uh, we ended up hosting the game. We were the third seed in the tournament and Ryder was the fourth seed and we both knocked off. And Mount St. Mary's lost. That was like a big thing. I remember. Yeah. So Ryder beat Mount on the road. Right, and then we got we got we beat Marist on the road. And that Marist game was a fantastic game. I mean, like, you know, uh, Mustafa Barksdale hitting a corner jumper with, like, no time on the clock. 4.3. Yeah. yeah. And then getting fouled. And it was it was unbelievable. And then we got to host the game here. They go to their first tournament up in Providence. So that was really special. You know, watching men's soccer and women's soccer have some great games out there on the great lawn. Um, that was, you know, that game that they, men's soccer beat, I think, I think we beat them in what? Uh, penalty kicks. Penalty kicks. UConn? UConn. Yeah, UConn. That was penalty just kicks. a great game, you know. That place and, was packed. Bananas. Yeah, it was. We brought in the stands in the end zone, yep. and it was like a cold day out, and uh, that was that was just an awesome, awesome soccer game. Yeah, that was really, that was, that was a special game, you know. So, in the women's soccer has just dominated 
they really dominated every league they've been into. And even this year, stepping into the CAA, they really played well. And uh, just, you know, they got, you know, beaten by a really hot team in Hofstra this year. But they had a, I thought they had a really special year this year also. Yeah, definitely one of the, one of the best teams that we've put forward in the last 15 years. Uh, so you brought up the CAA. You kind of ushered us into that, into this league, and and it's you know I think probably the most important or one of the most important things that's happened to athletics in the last probably since you've been here. You know, there's some marquee wins, and there's you know, Ocean First Bank Center and 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 Kessler Stadium being built, and all those kind of things. And obviously, you've had such a huge part in the building process here, but uh, really getting us into the CAA. Uh, it's just, it's just huge. And, um, even though it's more of an expense and it's more travel and whatever, I always knew it was a no brainer for you. And can you just talk about, you know, that decision? And I know you didn't make it in a vacuum. President Leahy had a huge part of making that decision, obviously the board trustees, but, um, you know, what, how do you feel? How did you feel about bringing us to the CAA? You know, I, it's a great question because I really think it, it is absolutely a no-brainer for this institution and to be able to, to be in this league with these great universities from Boston to South Carolina. I mean, they're just – we had just some great, great schools. And the competition level is just tremendous. I mean, it, and everything we've seen just this past year. So we've been in a year in every game like – I thought we competed in all our sports in every game, but uh, you you didn't have it. You know, like like if you made mistakes in this league, you paid for it. You know, and you couldn't like we. I think we you we, in a couple of the other leagues we've been in. If you make a mistake during the game, you you could recover from that and 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 get back in it. I really didn't feel that was the the way of this league. If you made a mistake that everybody was so even that that mistake was really going to be the difference in winning and losing that contest, you know? So, um, I just think it's the, the league is just, it's going to change this institution over the next 10, 20 years. I really do think that, and it's the right place for this institution to be. And it's going to be, I mean, we, when people come back here in 10 years, they're going to be like, wow, like I can't believe what, what Monmouth looks like now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that one game I did rem- forgot to like Ginny's, Ginny's championship run, uh, this year at Towson was just special. It was really special. Um, beating the, the, you know, the one, two and three is just something that, Wow, it was just the girls really came together and played so well, and everything that they were working for throughout the year really came together for that that weekend, which was gotta take your hats off to them. That's a heck of an accomplishment in basically year one of a very competitive, uh, competitive league. Yeah, absolutely. Um- you know, what's funny to me is that I, I've been here long enough to when we played CAA teams in football, it was like a big deal. You know, we were like, oh, man, we got Maine coming in here. Like, how awesome it would be to, to beat them. And now, and I, I'm probably speaking out of school here, but I was disappointed that we lost to them up there this year. Like, I, I thought from, from a roster build out, we had a, a more experience, a better roster. They were better on that day, and they earned that win. And 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 really, in the second half, they kind of kicked our butts a little bit. But just that whole change of mindset, just from you know 2007 when we opened up there, up there at Maine, and, and being like CAA team, like we're in the NEC, like we give like 30 scholarships, like if we can just hang into this game, and you know, I think we we actually lost 21-14, and it was a good game, and. Um, to, to now fast forward that 16 years and now we're in we're in a league against them and 
you know, our mindset going in is like, we should go up there. I don't care if we're up there and it's, you know, November or whatever it is. And we should come out of there with a win with the, with what we've built here. So I think that's just crazy to, to sit back and think about how that changed. And I think that's the same across any sport, right? Like we talked about, um, you know, we had a lot of internal meetings about who had the biggest jumps to make. Uh, and, and everybody fell somewhere. And I remember talking about women's basketball and, you know, everybody saying that the CAA was such a good women's basketball league. And, you know, you got the feeling that like we belonged throughout the year, you know, we upset some people, we were close in a lot of games, you know, we ended up with the seventh seed, but if there's three or four games that maybe one more basket goes in, we could have been the four or the three seed. And then all of a sudden Ginny and that squad goes crazy and, and, and wins a championship. So uh, I just think that it can't be understated, like what a goal this was to get this program into uh, the CAA because it is really, I can't imagine, you know, ain't going anywhere else, knowing what I know about Monmouth and knowing what I know about the teams we play and uh, budgets and localities and everything else. Like th- this is our home. I, I truly believe, you know, obviously college athletics is going wild right now, but I think this is like our home for the next X amount of years. Yeah. I don't, I totally agree with you. I think this is a tremendous opportunity for us we have some local teams in Hofstra and Stony Brook and Drexel and Delaware that you know we can get to quickly and we also have some trips uh you know down in the southern schools with William and Mary and Elon and College of Charleston and 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 whatnot and you know and Hampton and A&T and I mean but it's just such a great mix of of large schools and, you know, state schools and private schools is basically 50, 50. I just think it's a great spot for us. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see where we go. And we, you know, we're going to, we have our growing pains ahead and, but that's okay because every challenge, every league that we've changed, you know, with that we've, you know, we went from, you know, into the Northeast conference, into the Mac, into into the big South, into the, you know, into the CAA, there's always been growing pains and Monmouth has always accepted that challenge. And we have gotten up into the middle uh, to the top of the pack in every one of those leagues. And we are always competitive and we're always in the championships. And I, I see that continuing in this league. I've had this conversation with some people. Um, we talked about how much, the competition level has changed since we were in the NEC. You mentioned it, like you make one mistake, you could be out of a game or, you know, you have a really steep uphill climb. Um, I think what people don't realize is that we've had a lot of players really that you've seen play in the last 30 or so years that could have played in the CAA easily based on their talent level. They played for us while we were in a different league, but you know, we could get a kid like that to play in the CAA and be successful. Um, to kind of piggyback off of Greg's question on your favorite games, um, there's got to be a couple athletes that you look back on that you really were, you know, that were special. I know we've had a lot of guys play professionally, um, and I know I don't put you too much on the spot, but there's got to be some guys you look back on that were, you know, male and female student athletes that were kind of on another level. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you have a, a few that and You're definitely going to leave some people out because there's been so yeah, many. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many. I mean, there's – Every in every step of the way, there's just there's been great athletes for for the league that they've been in, you know, and in the championships that they have won, you know. So like, gosh, you know, you, yeah, you're gonna leave out a million, but like, there's just there's been some really good players that all have come through this, and I don't know if I can even name them all. But, um, well, you can't, you're not going to be able to name Malk Joe's, leave somebody like, out, but there's got to be a couple of people that you really enjoy just watching play. You know, it's, uh, I, yeah, there, there's, you know, Miles was, was special. Chrissy Pierce was really special. You know, they're just, and to see where they went from, from Monmouth, from the NEC. I mean, both those, you know, those players were the NEC and, uh, you know, basketball had a number of, of guys that really played well and went overseas and played well. And um, so it just can, you know, Justin was special. I mean, like, 
<laughs> he's just special. But there were special guys that played before him too, and you know, in the different eras. And it's just, it, yeah, I hate to say one or the other, but it, they were just fun to watch and 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 to play when they were part of it. And um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, Gary. Do a good right. job. With there's it. too many. There's, there's, I don't know. There's been so many. There's been so many, and and you know, I think we we can look back at. I think I wanted to compound that on the fact that you know we talked about your hiring of Coach Callahan, and you were here as part of that. But I think you've been here for a lot of coaches that whether you directly hired them or you were part of the process have been here for a really long time and had a lot of success. We talked about Rob McCourt's success um, in men's soccer getting to top five in the country at one point. Um, Coach Ehalt, I know you've been here with for a really long time. They've had a lot of success. Um, so maybe some of those hirings. I know we, we've talked off air about about hiring Dennis Shea to run our golf program. Um, maybe just reflect on some of those hirings and how much success those guys have had. And, and if you knew at the time when you hired them, they would have that much success. Yeah, you know, like hiring is is so important, you know, and, and in any profession in any in athletics it's it's just so important to get the right person to lead that team and really you need to trust yourself hire the best person you can and then get out of their way sometimes you know let them do their jobs and let them you know and have the trust in that they're going to bring you to the level and and the championship level that you want and I think that has happened here, you know. I I really, I I have been lucky to be involved in a lot of the hires uh, that's ha- that have happened at Monmouth throughout the years, and it's just so important to trust them and let them work and do their jobs and support them in any way that you can and listen to them. And sometimes there's no's, but you really. I mean, everyone's got the student-athletes in their best interest, and that's why we're here. So, like, let's give them the, the opportunity to, to give the kids the best experience they can and hopefully try to all win a championship. And um, we have – I mean, that's the beauty of Monmouth. They, we've had great coaches that do a great job and that are so dedicated to this university – and they work their tails off, and uh, and that's why this place is so successful is because of the coaches. Uh, they do the they do the work, they do the job every day, and like they've done a tremendous job. So um, I've loved working with all of them over the years. So that's been couldn't have been a better place, you know you. It's hard not to root for our coaches up and down the hallways here. They've all had so much success, and it's been it's been it's been wonderful. Echoes what kind of place this is, right? To keep some of them here for as long as as uh, as we have. Yeah, I mean, it's a you know, like we you know, everybody wants to have a family atmosphere. I think we have a family atmosphere. I think we, people, you know, like you know, support each other as much as possible. Get out and watch all our kids play and, and, and across the board when they can, the coaches are going in a million direction, but you can see them making time if they can get out to a field for even a half or a quarter, but it's on their minds to go and support. And I I think that is why that's so successful. We're all in one building and these coaches know each other and know, you know, I mean, they all go, they all have ups and downs and tough times and they're here to support each other. And they know at the end, um, you know, they're going to have a lot more success than failure, but, uh, but they're here to support each other and to, and to help each other through those tough times and, and, and be there when there's great times and support, you know, throughout the championships. Well, Jeff, I told you I'd only keep you about a half hour. We've hit about 35 minutes, so I don't want to keep you any longer. A um, couple more days left here in 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 Monmouth, and uh, you know I want to say thank you for everything you've done for me in my career. Uh, I, I sometimes I look back, I think maybe in year three, and uh, we were sitting in your your office and talking about how long uh, people have been here, or whatever. And I think I made some kind of joke like, 
uh, you know, if I'm here more than five years, take me outside and, and put me, you know, put me down or whatever. And you laughed and said, no, you will be. And you laughed. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was somewhere in year three. So 14 years later and I'm still here. And uh, so and, and you were a really, really big part of that. So uh, I am going to miss all of our road trips. I we Gary and I are definitely going to try to kidnap you for one and, and drag you out to one of these things. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Albany, maybe a late, you know, I'll talk to, I'll talk to the boss, uh, and see what she thinks in terms of, uh, when, when you can get away for two, for an overnight for some, uh, some basketball or some football, but. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would love that. You know that. I mean, I'll work it into my schedule. It, w- <laughs> it will be fun. Listen, there's, there's the only, and this will be my, my final thing. And I want to echo, um, how much you've done for me and, and thank you so much, Jeff, and the, the fun we've had on the road and. Um, we've worked with the same teams, right? I've I've traveled with football. You've traveled with football. I work with men's basketball. You work with men's basketball. Um, the two of us have spent a lot of time out at midweeks <laughs> at the ballpark. Um, I'll be calling you up for some of those this year. I know you want to maybe try to sneak in on the weekend, but I think i got to have you for a Wednesday against Columbia maybe. <laughs> An old 18-inninger. 19-13 to 13 in the fourth. A four-and-a-half-hour game. Um, we did uh, have the opportunity, Greg and I, to uh, – Recently visited Sheets, and I think you got out at the right time because I'm not sure how uh, who's running things over there. But not happy. They got rid of the onion rings and the tots. Oh jeez. Yeah, really and going downhill fast. The grilled cheeses are full price now. <laughs> Why? What were they? Two for one. Great. Two Jeff for knows. one. Uh, it was the best. I mean, for three fifty, you get two for one and fries. Yeah, I mean, could be how that. could you pass that up? Um, <laughs> I'm around a budget here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, hundred percent. We're, we're, you know. So I'm excited to get you back uh, on the road with us. I know that you um, never shy away from a milkshake. So, no, yeah. Gary got a great milkshake the other night. Oh, you should have seen it. I had the cookies and cream. It was cookies and cream, but it was chocolate looking. Chocolate looking cookies and cream. I said, wow. would you get chocolate ice cream? Because I know Gary likes vanilla. And he said, Jeff likes vanilla. Well, but I've seen you get the vanilla shake too. Yeah, I like vanilla. I do. And, um, and he said, no, this is cookies and cream, but it was chocolate. I was like, oh, man. I know the one the one trip, and this is no slight to anybody there, but I know we will not be getting Jeff up to Buffalo anytime soon. No. <laughs> I, we're not even playing up to anybody. No, Buffalo, uh, are we? I believe we're going to go up there in uh, November uh, for the Giants-Bills. If you would like to join, you're more than welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was talk of that the other day. Not yeah, for me. Uh, myself and uh, Steve Bizzazz. We'll be loves, going up for that. Loves Buffalo from oh, what we I'm know. Gonna, I'm going to miss all those victorious vanilla milkshakes getting off the the plane and uh, being able to go to Wawa <laughs> no for doubt. a shake. Or the, the McDonald's where you just have to have them make two mediums. Two mediums. Yeah, they wouldn't sell a large. So <laughs> two mediums in a large cup. That's, right. you know, just thinking outside the box. Yeah, grow up McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, make a large shake. No, you're 100 uh, percent right. We um, we had a lot of uh, a lot of those victory shakes, and I gotta be honest, there were a couple times where I was like, "Oh, we didn't win, but we're still stopping to get a milkshake." <laughs> this is now a, a miserable shake. And I will, uh, I said I was done, but I'll leave Jeff with uh, with this. I am now gonna have to take on the Beachwood swing down to the airport on my own. So, oh, so you've left well. me with that. Well, oh. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I can just drive down with you and then oh, just yeah. come back. Oh, you some company. <laughs> just down and Drive back. down, maybe get a sandwich, get a shake, and, and come on back. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Jeff, any last words? Uh, no, Greg and, and Gary, this is it's been a great run. I've had the pleasure of working with you guys and watching you two grow from uh, being young pups in the office and, 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 and you know, just doing a tremendous job in what you guys do every day for the student athletes here. I mean, it's just from putting on all our games and growing that out of nothing. I mean, who would have thought, you know, when you all started this streaming <laughs> not me on the into where you have grown this too to be I don't know how many broadcasts we have over a hundred. I think we something. did hundred and two last year. Yep, shout out young Drew. Yeah, young yeah. Drew. Andrew's just done a great job the partons donating you know and, and being able to help us build the broadcast center i mean just it's the crazy. opportunities is 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 really is crazy and where it's going going and and you know 
Where, oh. what, what's it gonna look? What's that gonna look like in ten years? I, have no I don't. Idea. You know, it's it's. Well, if you continue nuts. to have young Drew running things, the possibility right. might be look like the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, you have like twenty cameras live. They'll be like. <laughs> I mean, if you'd have told ten, told me ten years ago, we'd be putting games on linear TV. I'd be like, it's amazing, yeah, it's we'll, we'll never so have that awesome. opportunity. No, it, so here we are, and there you are, and you've done it. A tremendous job and that that in itself like where we where were we you know we we used to be on tv 34 i don't even know if people doesn't know what that anymore. was yeah it doesn't even i do exist. because i because i'm always rocking the that was, um, um that was dave popkin and bob lampin right? yeah it was and they and did Tony a great Graham. job i mean bob has been such i mean i've bob lampin is such a great person and did a great job for us but that's where it all started and that used to be like nobody else had that. You know, no. we had every home basketball game on. And now, you know, that was great back then. And if now, anybody has any of those home basketball games, uh, reach out, please, because we are trying to digitally archive all of those. Oh, that was. Just had to throw great. that out there. We got a couple of them. That would be directed towards Gregory Viscomi, director yeah. of tapes. Yeah, yeah, I love tapes. <laughs> I love tapes. So, uh, yeah, digitally archived. So if anybody's listening to this and they say they have a copy of an old game, we will digitize it, we will return it to you, and we will email you the digital file so you can watch it and whatever. Um, sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to cut you no, off there, but I want I, that's I a good tape shout-out. Yeah, you need that because were, there were some great games back then, you know? There were some great games. Yeah, Dave Popkin drops them off. That's good. Bob Lampin. Bob, Bob doesn't have any. He, he had a couple. He had a lot of um, audio. They recorded like the radio portion of it. So he dropped off a bunch of um, audio tapes the one day, which is cool. There's some um, between him and, and Matt Harmon. There's some great audio of like those the basketball runs and mm-hmm. Mustafa Barksdale was on with Mike and Dog on FAN. Right. And right. that was incredible audio. So shout out to those guys. Probably yeah, some. Yeah. Things you haven't thought about in a long time, but oh Mustafa was on for like two different times with Mike and Mad Dog. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean that was just special. You know, I think they told him if he if they like yeah. he yeah. he won they they won that game he got on. And they said, well, if you get in the NCAA tournament, we'll have you back well, on, I mean, and they did. And yeah, yeah. Now that you're saying that, I remember that now. That was great. But working with you guys has been a pleasure, and I really enjoyed everything that we have done together and you know and that and that is it that's what this this department has been about we all do it together and you know i don't know if that's if that's what happens in other departments but here everybody you know has each other's backs and help each other out and we've done that for 30 years and uh and that's why this place is special well Jeff Stapleton, 33-year career, comes to a close at the end of this week. Uh, was really happy that he made some time. He, uh, Folks, this man has been working like a bandit this week. <laughs> I, it wouldn't be me. Couldn't be me. He no, is, I've been taking long lunches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he's acting. I might be coming in with a Hawaiian shirt on. He's attending meetings. Yeah, like I might have been grilling out back. <laughs> he, he's attending meetings. He's he's on conference calls with the CAA. He's helping the transition. He's deciphering like Indiana Jones, the uh, yellow pads all over his all over his office. So. Uh, hanging it up, made made some time for us. Our 30 minutes turned into 43, but we appreciate you, Jeff. And uh, I know you'll be back at games. We already talked about, um, y- you know, we have to make sure that there's a credential list for uh, for the for at least uh, a couple of the girls because yeah. they are they are definitely going to want to be back. So yeah, Neve Neve will be back. I'll just say <laughs> that right now. Neve will be back. She won't be denied. Neve, huge Hawks fan. Hawks fan. I love it. She's all over us on Twitter and, and Instagram. Neve, always welcome. Whatever yeah. you need. Maybe we'll just hire Neve to do something here. Um, she's pretty funny, so maybe we can hire her as an entertainer. Yeah, she'll be she'll be here. She'll she'll probably come to Monmouth. She'll work for you guys. <laughs> and uh, and I'll be calling you and being like, Jeff, you know what Neve did today? Can we talk for a second about Neve? No, seriously. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, Gary and I will be back to wrap up. We had a couple big awards come out. Uh we haven't talked, I don't think, about the end of the season and, and 
Maybe we'll catch up on what the summer plans are for Gary. He's he's much more interested than I am. I'm just like going to the pool and and that's about it until football starts. But Gary's a lot more fun than I. We'll be back. Tita Green is New Jersey's finest indoor golf training center and recreational facility, now open in West Long Branch. 12,000 square foot facility consists of eight TrackMan golf simulators, a huge short game area for putting, chipping, and pitching, lounges, a pro shop, and a custom fitting room. They also do club repairs, regripping, and have regular on-site fittings with all the top manufacturers. They're located at 185 Route 36 in the Monmouth Park Corporate Center, in the same building as the Monmouth University Graduate Center. You can check them out online at t2green.com. That's the number two, t2green.com. Or follow on Instagram, t2greengolfnj. Discounts available for the Monmouth University community. Edison Heating and Cooling provides full HVAC services to businesses and residents in Central Jersey. Visit edisonhvac.com to schedule your repair or installation today. That's edisonhvac.com. To schedule your repair or installation today. Two pretty timely reads, I feel like, Gary. One, we've had just atrocious rain in the Jersey Shore for the last like eight days. So the only place you were really playing golf is at Tita Green. Uh, I haven't gotten over there recently, but the place is just awesome. And every time I look on their Instagram account, they're just making upgrades. So, uh, with all of this rain, if you live in the area, you should definitely pop by uh, looking to becoming a member. You know, you get an entire bay with that's five golfers. It's, you know, you can go in with somebody else. It's just, it's just an awesome facility. I can't talk it up enough. Uh, and NH, NSNH VAC, I've just put a call into them not mere eight hours ago when I walked downstairs and saw that my uh, air conditioning unit had leaked all over my basement floor uh, because there's something wrong with it. And, they're coming out tomorrow to fix it. I saw that text from Greg today. I didn't know if we were going to get the podcast in. I'm glad, uh, glad we were able to. But well, we had to. It looked pretty bad down there. You probably got to call Edison HVAC. I had to. I have to. I, once I figured out it wasn't a pipe or groundwater, I saw it was coming out of the, out of the air handler. I, had to, I got some kind of backup. And I'm not an HVAC guy. And neither are you people, unless you are. They should hear your uh, reads about there. You'll be getting big time discounts if they hear. I didn't even ask for a re- I didn't even ask for a discount. I probably should. When the guy comes tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I was talking you guys up." Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're gonna wrap this up quick. I mean, I can't understate. I can't overstate how much Jeff Stapleton means to this place. You know, first Maryland retired, and then everybody felt like we were in pretty good hands w- with Jeff. Uh, now Jeff has decided to walk away, uh, which I can't blame him. All of, he's got re- some really great reasons for doing that. And and we talk about how demanding the job is. That job is super demanding. You know, it's it's coaches. It's, you know, occasionally parents. It's you're answering to, you know, p- people above you. And it's just, it's crazy. So he's been such an awesome person to have on trips. Uh, there are so many fun times and and. and wins and losses and you know what i should have brought up and i'm really mad about it at the time that he wasn't allowed back onto the field at holy cross because he had gotten an ice cream cone yeah. at halftime i have lots of and some of them i won't ever share publicly um but i have lots of sideline stories when i was shooting video with jeff down on the sidelines at football he um wore his heart on his sleeve and he's a big mammoth um supporter and he wants our team to do well and Yes, one time he got an ice cream cone and they wouldn't let him back on the turf at Holy Cross <laughs> until he finished the cone. Um, one time at Bryant, we recovered an onside kick. And Jeff, I won't repeat what he said. And it was no curse. It wasn't a curse. There was no curse. not a curse. He was very upset with the officials. Um, and for for good reason. Yeah, we, bad uh, call. we opened the second half with an onside kick. And as our player was literally diving onto the ball, he was millis- uh, you know a millisecond from falling on the football. The refs blew the play dead, and for the first time I've ever seen in football history, they decided that we're gonna do replay the down inadvertent whistle. Jeff was appalled by the fact that we were doing a do over. So the um, thing is now with with replay that wouldn't even be a thing. The other thing Jeff couldn't stand was uh, sideline warnings when players got too close to the sideline. Um, would always get get aggravated by that. Tell the officials not to worry about it. 
Yeah, it's 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 great, and we're definitely we had, kid- we had a lot of good times. We're kidnapping him to go. Have to he uh, on a trip. We we alluded to a little bit, but uh, not sure anybody has a sweet tooth quite like Jeff uh, Jeff Stapleton. Loves ice cream. Loves ice cream. Loves a good M and M. Loves a good M. Loves a good Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, well, everything and- that that Jeff has done for me has been awesome, and and I appreciate it all. The the hot button topic is who will replace Jeff, uh, and I think that announcement is coming pretty soon. In fact, maybe it's coming by the time this podcast comes out, depending on when I get to cut it up and post it. Uh, maybe it won't. <laughs> but um, you might know the answer while you're listening to this. You might not. You might not. But uh, yeah, no, uh, that answer is coming soon, and um, that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Yeah, so don't, don't do that. Yeah. Do that. Uh, we just announced today uh, players of the year, Monmouth University, uh, F- Paul G. Gaffney, male and female athletes of the year. Uh, male athlete was Jaden Sheridan, running back for uh, the football team, and the female was Anik Von Lunga. I'm not sure, and it's been a, a long run of these, if we ever had more unanimous selections than this year. This was a pretty runaway year i feel like yeah i mean there was no evan Nadrowski had a really nice season mm-hmm. and uh take nothing away from him he's one of the best throwers in in the nation and he's only going to get better uh but what Jaden did was just absurd yeah i mean he let um, all division one fbs fcs let them all um and Anik for five years here has been the best field hockey player on campus she has every record and she leaves here as the athlete of the year which is Incredibly fitting, and uh, Anik's probably the example of a student athlete that you want here at Monmouth. I mean, she's international, but she's a hard worker. She is uh, involved in everything. She's awesome. Everybody loves Anik. So uh, congratulations to the two of them, two world-class athletes. Definitely, and and the reason why, you know, we we always have the end-of-year banquet. uh, It's not a banquet anymore, end-of-year award show. Uh, which is reading day, which is early May. And then uh, we don't announce the athletes of the year because we really want all of our sports to finish the year out. And then the coaches vote on who should win it. So uh, we wanted to give all those spring sports that were still competing enough time. And so we just kind of announced the finalists at, at the award ceremony. And then um, sometime in late June, we announced the actual winner. So just in case anybody was asking, yes, the coaches vote, uh, and a couple other departments on campus get not a couple other athletic departments get a vote, and uh, it was a runaway. I, in fact, I'm not sure. I have to go look. I'm not 100 percent sure that there were more than two votes for anybody else on either side. Yeah, and it's tough for their coaches to vote for them. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it if <laughs> no, if they were if, they were <laughs> they were awesome. And and Anik is is done. I believe she's helping out on staff now. And uh, Jaden. Firing it back up for uh, for Coming another back. season of Can't football. Wait. Cannot wait, and we're gonna have him on uh, probably in sometime in August when we get back back here. Uh, so Gary, uh, July is is often um, I don't want to call it a ghost town around here, but other than a couple of the coaches that are you know getting stuff lined up or camps or whatever, uh, this is July is the month to take time in in college athletics. Uh, so. I know you are leaving very shortly for a little bit of time off. Uh, so we will not have a podcast next week because I'm not, I don't even know how many days I'm working next week. Maybe two, three. I don't know yet. Um, but take the under on that. You take the under on three. That's probably good. I got to come up here Thursday, maybe Monday. No shot of Tuesday. That's for America. Don't look. Wednesday's not looking great. And Friday's not looking great. So probably two. You're probably right. And Monday is up in the air. I'm going to take a one and a half. <laughs> Monday, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be up here. Under. I have a doctor's appointment up here. I have to go. I'm going to be up here anyway, so I'll just stop in and get some stuff done. It's amazing how much work you can get done when nobody's around. That is really, really true. So yourself, you're leaving for a little vacation, going up to Michigan. That's a little bit of a... a um, that's a little bit of like a tradition for you. Got a lot yeah. of family up yeah, there. Yeah, no doubt. Family... Uh, Fourth of July up at the lakes in Michigan, leaving tomorrow, um, Wednesday, and I'll be gone for uh, a little over a week. Looking forward to seeing uh, 
seeing the family, seeing the extended family. Everybody gets together and uh, spends a couple of days out on the lake. So it's it's awesome. Um, don't have a lot of cell phone service, so yeah, you'll be trying to, to get in touch with me. It's it's a little bit difficult, but I try to stay in touch the best I can. Uh, it's always a trip I look forward to. It's, um, like Greg said, it's a good time to get away in in July and uh, kind of recharge yourself for the upcoming year. It's a, it's a good way to uh, kind of reset. I think everybody should do that, even if you don't go anywhere. Take a couple of days just to staycation. To lounge I is the term. Yeah, I'm, or I'm, if you, have I've to never pay. been a stay, stay, staycation guy. Uh, I don't really see the point in it, but uh, everybody should do something. That's just my opinion. Um, so yeah, I'll be in Michigan for a couple of days. Not bringing golf clubs. No, I'm still on hiatus. You're on hiatus after yeah. a bad round. I've played about six bad runs in a row, so <laughs> I've probably hit two thousand balls in the range the last three weeks. Oh, maybe I've when you come back, we'll play like together two, three times a week, maybe four times a week. Yeah, I'm I'm close. I'm saying playing uh, with close. me will give you a confidence boost. Yeah, it's you know it's no one thing. Any golfer will tell you that they go through something like this. But to me, I just deemed it unnecessary to pay a lot of money to play around when I was unable to hit the ball. Just be aggravated. Um, just be aggravated and hit the ball to my standards, right? To, to where you think you should be playing. And I wasn't there, and I'm getting back to that. I have an outing on the 10th of July when I get back, so um, I will be playing in that. Try to get around in before then, but no, no, no clubs in Michigan. There's some great golf up in up in northern Michigan too, but um, well, but will you be doing any fishing? Are you a big fish guy? Uh, I'm not a fisherman. No, um, I find fishing to be generally boring. But I agree. Um, I do have um, relatives with boats, and they go out on the Great Lakes, and um, they go out early in the morning, and you see the sunrise, and you're out in the in the lakes, and it's really beautiful. So I have been known to jump on maybe a boat trip. Um, I just sit in the back, maybe have a beverage, mm-hmm. watch the sunrise, kick my feet up while everybody else is running around with their fishing and all kinds of nonsense. And the I'll nets. just be like the maybe I'll help out if they need help, but I'm, right. I'm not a fish guy. I'm not going to eat the fish. I'm not going to skin the fish. I'm not going to gut the fish. I'm not going to catch the fish, but I will hang out on the boat. <laughs> well, there you have it, Gary. Out on fishing, in on relaxing in adult beverages or beverage. He just said it could have been, could be a Coke. Uh, Anyway, when when we come back, we're gonna have, um, well, we're gonna line up some some really good guests. I think we've had some some conversations, some alums, some uh, current coaches. Uh, maybe you know what I've been throwing around some wacky ideas of maybe having like a trustee on. I think that'd be kind of fun. You know, people get a little glimpse of of what it's like to be a, a board of trustee member. Uh, and if you have any, you know, legit, don't be sending me stupid ideas, but if you have any really good ideas for a guest, let me know. Like we, we love having successful alumni on. We love having, we're going to obviously have some, some, uh, fall student athletes as we start getting cranked up there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do want to give one shout out to, uh, men's and women's hoops, um, and football, I guess is, is here as well. But I was in the gym this morning. Um, I'd gotten a haircut. I had to take a shower, uh, in the gym because can't walk around all day after a haircut. Yeah, itchy. And um, it's June 27th. There's no basketball games for four months. And Coach Bogus' team was in there getting a good sweat in, getting a full workout. Uh, Coach Rice's guys were in there. They've been in there for the last couple of weeks as well. Um, so shout out to those guys. It's been a full summer. Just to give our, our basketball fans a little update, um, both teams full summer, full tilt. Almost all the players for the men's team are back, and everybody, I think, by a holiday will be back on campus. Um for all of July. So um, I know last year was not what we expected on the men's side, but I know those guys are working really hard to get back to uh, a championship level. And, and Coach Bogus has a couple of really impressive um, transfers that I was able to see play a little bit this morning. And uh, I think fans should be really excited for that team, not only coming off a championship, but but what Coach Bogus has done to the roster to continue to improve it, I think is going to be awesome. Mm. So get your tickets. I think those are going on sale in early July. Uh, speaking of tickets, we did announce that we're going mobile ticketing. Yep. Um, get with it, 2023. <laughs> that that we have had some phone calls of some some fans that are very concerned. Uh, don't be concerned. It's very easy to do. We put together, Brady Weaver put together a great video on it. And if you really, really, really are that much against um, mobile ticketing, you can print from home. So you can just print your tickets right from home, and they can scan them at the door. But we are out of the printing game uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, but mobile ticketing, I'm excited. Benny Good Kanzler, for the environment. Great for the environment. 
Benny Kanzler uh, did a great job putting that whole thing together. And, and like I said, the video sp- spells it out uh, online and it's easy. It couldn't be more easy to do. I, I don't know about any of you, but I go to a lot of concerts. I've gone to um, uh, obviously a lot of sporting events that are not Monmouth related and I can't get a ticket, a hard copy ticket for any of them. I, it's I can't even get a hard copy ticket to go to the airport. No. Your boarding passes are digital. Now. I, Digi. Bobby Digital. Get with it. Get with it. All right, Gar. Hey, have a safe flight. I know what you're flying um, one of the budget airlines. We don't want to shout them out because they're not a sponsor. No, but. no, budget airline. Only time I'll do it. I have parameters under two hours and under a certain price point. It met both of those. So uh, I'll be toughing it out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I really hope you just get there in one piece and don't, I they just don't hope ask. they give me a seat. You're no, not getting any floor snacks. or something. No snacks. No water. This has been a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.